Well, we've just come through the Thanksgiving time uh, here that has been set aside in our country to give thanks. And uh, I don't think it's something that we can overdo. And uh, actually, we haven't spent a lot of time here in church and talking about Thanksgiving. We did have the, the one evening there we had a Thanksgiving scrapbook evening where different ones shared. Uh, and so I thought we'd just think a little more about giving of thanks to God in a general way this morning, look at a few scriptures, and just remind ourselves again the importance of giving thanks to God. The Bible has much to say about thanksgiving, about giving thanks to God. And actually there's a scripture, and you can turn to it in 2 Timothy 3, that has a list of, of things that we are not to be involved in. And in that list, it talks about being unthankful. We are not to be unthankful. First, uh, Second Timothy, Second Timothy chapter 3, I'd like to read these first five verses just to help us to see the seriousness of being unthankful. 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 5 says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Now it says, this know that in the last days perilous times shall come, and then it has this list and as you think about the days we're living in, some of these things uh, we see around us, some of the things in this list, most of the things in this list. And it says at the end, from such turn away. Right in the middle of that list, it says those that are unthankful. And so this is how God would look at it, I believe, that uh, we, are, we are to not allow ourselves to become unthankful in the world that we live in. It says, from such things, turn away. But now on the contrast, uh, the other side, in Psalms 92, verse 1, it says, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises Unto thy name, O Most High. Why don't we just go ahead and sing that, that chorus. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. And then Psalms 100, 
verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. That's what the psalmist said, is we are to be thankful and to bless his name. Psalms 117, if you want to turn to that one. Psalms 117, it's the shortest psalm in the Bible. It's also right in the middle of the Bible. If you would turn your Bible up on the edges, uh, it would be almost directly in the middle of the Bible. Just two verses here. It doesn't actually use the word thanks or thanksgiving, but it gives that thought. Psalm 117 says, Oh, praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise him, all you people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Talks of praise. Praise is a similar thought as thanks, thankfulness or thanksgiving. And verse 2 gives us, there are two things that we should be thankful for. One is his kindness, and one is his truth. Uh, just a, a blessing to know that the psalmist there wanted us to give praise. I'd like to just look at a few other scriptures that talk of praise and, and thanksgiving and uh, just turn to a few scriptures. These are, are verses that are not new to us, and yet... I trust will strengthen our, our commitment to be thankful people uh, before God. Let's turn to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 15 and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be thankful. Here it says, let the peace of God rule and be thankful. It seems like here that uh, peace and thankfulness go hand in hand. When you see a person that is peaceful, usually they're thankful. Or the other way around. If they're thankful, they're usually a person that's at peace. In verse 16 and 17, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Again, Use the word let, let the word of Christ dwell. Uh, in verse 17, whatever ye do in word or deed, and do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks. It seems like that this should just be a part of our life. Uh, as we live, as we uh, dwell in Christ, we are to be thankful. It just should be a part of our life, and I trust that, that that's how it is in our lives, that, that whatever comes our way, we have a thankful spirit in relation to that, whatever it may be. 
Now, there's, there's a few other verses. I won't turn to these, but we know them well, and we often hear discussion about this when we talk about thanksgiving, but there's a verse in 1 Thessalonians that says, in everything give thanks. And then in Ephesians 5, it talks about for all things give thanks. And no. Uh, I think this should just be our attitude, our, our way of life. You know, sometimes things are very difficult, and, and uh, we think, well, how can we give thanks? But it's just that, that attitude of, of knowing that God is in control. He is the uh, author of all things. He has made us. He knows our beginning to our end, and he allows certain things. And if we have that attitude in our lives, in our hearts, then as we face difficult things, uh, we can go through that experience with a grateful heart that God is who he is, and we respect him and honor him. And so we, we try to live that way. I believe that's what they're saying in, in these verses. In Hebrews 13, it talks about giving praise to God continually. The fruit of our lips should come forth continually in praise to God, again, at all times, regardless of the circumstances. We are to give thanks. And I trust that that can challenge you this morning, that, that we allow our lives to live in such a way that, that there is praise on our lips and that we honor God. We may not, it may be difficult to say it to God, Thank you for this or that, but our lives honor him in whatever comes our way. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, look at a few verses there. Second Corinthians 9, uh, chapters 8 and, and 9 here are covering the subject of giving uh, to God, talking about giving, uh, that's what these, the setting is here in these two chapters, but 2 Corinthians 9, starting at verse 8, I'd like to read 8 through 15, it says, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in every good, in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto men, all men. And by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Again, talking here about giving, uh, 
verse 8, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. It's just a thought here that as we share and as we give, whether it's to God or to others, it causes a thanksgiving spirit uh, in others and in ourselves as we participate in sharing and giving. Uh, verse 13 brings out the thought here that as we uh, give to God, as we live for God, as people look on our lives, it causes them to be thankful. Here it says that they glorified God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ. Gives a thought here that people will glorify God as they see us living in subjection to the scriptures. And, and I think that's an interesting thought. Uh, we, can, we can cause others to be grateful or ungrateful because of how we live. It also says that they see your liberal distribution unto them. And so how do we share with others? We talked about that a little bit in our Sunday school class, having compassion on others that said there. Um, our sharing with others, meeting needs, will, will have a direct influence on their gratefulness and their thankfulness to God as well. And he ends this up then by saying in verse 15, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. I'm not sure what all Paul had in mind here. Uh, he was talking here about giving and sharing. And then he concludes by that great thought of what God has done for us is so great. And he calls it uh, for his unspeakable gift, a gift that he can hardly describe. God has given us an indescribable gift of giving Christ, of making the plan of salvation available. Another version said an inexpressible gift. Uh, the gift of salvation. See, that was, Christ, that was God giving to us. And as we accept that, it causes us to be thankful, or it should cause us to be thankful. And we can't fully describe it. Uh, as I thought about that, I thought about the man in the New Testament that was uh, blind. You remember the story, and Christ gave him eyesight. And later some asked him, they said, uh, I mean, what happened to you? How did you receive your sight? And his response was, well, I can't explain it. I don't know what happened, but all I know is once I was blind, but now I see. And I trust that is, can be our way of describing our salvation. We can't fully describe it, but yet we can say that once we were lost, but now we're saved. Uh, and, and respond with a grateful heart to God. I just recently heard that story of uh, the man Gypsy Smith was a preacher for years, and uh, the story is told that in his 80s he was here in the States preaching, and someone went up to him and said, you know, your, 
your message was so tremendous it warmed my heart. How, how do you still have that fire and that ability to preach even in your older years? And Gypsy Smith said, I've never lost the wonder of it all. May that be our attitude as we think of this great gift that God has given to us, as Paul says here, uh, for his unspeakable gift, may we never lose the wonder of that gift. A few things now that we should be thankful for that sometimes maybe we don't think about and and I wanted to say earlier, uh, I want to open it up maybe at the end here for you to share a little bit, maybe some things that are on your heart in relation to thankfulness or special experience you've had this year or just some praise for what God has done for you. But let's look at just a few things here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Towards the end of the chapter. We have here something that we should be thankful for. Uh, verse 57. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This chapter, if you remember, is talking about death and the resurrection it talks in verse 26 about the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. And then later it talks about the change that our bodies will have as we uh, come to the end of life and Christ returns, the resurrection and so forth. But then it says, thanks be unto God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can have victory in our lives because of what Christ has done for us, because of the strength that, that God gives us. Uh, another verse in our lesson today talked about that God is able to keep us from falling. Uh, that's something to be thankful for. It's, it's more than what we can do, but God is, is there to help us. He's there to keep us from falling, and that's victory. And here Paul said he wants to give thanks to God for the victory that we can have. And verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We can have victory, but it says, therefore, which means, you know, it's referring back to verse 57, I believe, uh, talking about the victory that we can have. And so we should be thankful for the power that God gives us to be victorious, and we should grasp that power and then to be steadfast, as it says in verse 58, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. This victory that we experience it's, it's, uh, it's beyond us, and yet the power is there. And our, our life of victory, our life of steadfastness, our life that is unmovable, 
is not in vain. You know, we get to the end of life sometimes and, and uh, we wonder, is it worth it? We struggle sometimes, is it worth it? But he says here that our labor is not in vain and therefore we should be steadfast and unmovable. May we be thankful today for the victory that is possible through Jesus Christ. It's not of ourselves, but it's through him. Now I'd like to turn to 1 Timothy 1 and look at a few more thoughts that Paul had here. 1 Timothy 1. I'd like to look at verses 12 through 16 or 17. This is Paul to Timothy, and uh, he has some things here that he wants to thank God for. Verse 12, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, and injurious. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord... <clears throat> was exceedingly abundantly with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should after believe on him to everlasting life. Now unto the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever. Amen. Here Paul lists some things that he's thankful for. He starts out, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord. And then he lists a number of things. And I think these are things that, that we should be grateful for and thankful for as well. He said that he thanks God who enabled him. Uh, Paul was enabled with strength to carry out his responsibilities and his task. And we each have responsibilities and tasks in our lives, our homes, whatever God, wherever God has placed us. And he enables us to carry out those responsibilities. That's truly something to be thankful for. He also mentions here about mercy in verse 13. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Now we know the, the life of Paul. We know his experience, how that he was, he was working against God and Christ at, at one time. But he says here he obtained mercy. And we have all received mercy in our lives uh, each one of us have, have had different experiences, and yet we all have experienced mercy. May we be thankful for that. Verse 14, he talks about grace. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundantly. And he even mentions faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. These are tremendous blessings that that each of us receive from God as we accept him into our life. We experience his grace 
and, and his <coughs> faith and love that he shares with us. Verse 15, he says that uh, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Paul recognized his, his experience and realized that he was a sinner. Uh, he said different things in his writings about himself, and I believe one, one place he said that he was chief of sinners. He recognized his great need, and Jesus came and saved him. And I trust we have that same gratefulness this morning that we're thankful for what God has done in our lives. He has saved us. Are we grateful to him for that? And in verse 16, he talks about long-suffering. He obtained mercy. Again, it mentions that. Uh, and he has showed forth all long-suffering. Uh, that's something we experience. You know, none of us are perfect, and, and uh, there are times when we make mistakes. And yet, God still works with us. He still is right there to help us in whatever need we may have. He's, he's long-suffering to us. That is tremendous, a tremendous blessing, and may we be thankful for that. Verse 16, is, it says there that he said that he obtained mercy, uh, that in me first Jesus might show forth all long-suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to everlasting life. It almost seems like Paul's saying there that my life was really not unusual. And, and my life was somewhat of a pattern for those that would come after me. And I think we can each put ourselves right there in that verse that we obtained mercy when we came to Christ. He extended long-suffering to us, uh, just like Paul and so his life was somewhat of a pattern for those that would come after. Well, it's certainly things to be thankful for. Paul, we know Paul's life. He was a blasphemer. It says that, I believe, in verse 13. Uh, back in, in Acts, talking about Paul, people that knew him before, uh, after he came to Christ, they were still afraid of him. They thought he was still that old, that old Saul. Uh, and they were afraid of him, but we have record of where Ananias and Barnabas defended Paul, and they said, Paul's a changed man. He's not the same man. And so they helped the, the early church people to understand that Paul had been converted. He had been changed. Again, a pattern for us. Are we grateful for what God has done in our lives. God forgets our past as we confess to him, as we confess our sins to him. He forgets that, it says in the scripture. And so if we've had sin in our life or we've never come to Christ, 
Uh, we need to take that step and, and allow Christ to forgive our sins and to receive that forgiveness as truly something to be grateful for. And it says in Jeremiah 31, there it says that God said that I will forgive iniquity and will remember their sin no more. And that phrase is repeated a number of times in Hebrews, I believe in Hebrews 8 and verse 10, in uh, chapter 10 as well. You'll find that, that it repeats the uh, wording from the Old Testament that God said he will forgive their sins and he will remember their sin no more. That's truly something to be grateful for in our lives. As we confess our sins to God, we come to him, we clean our slate before him, and he says he won't remember those sins anymore. Are we thankful for that this morning? I'm also reminded that in the end of time, there will be thanksgiving in heaven. If you want to turn to Revelation chapter 7. We have a few scriptures here in, in Revelation that in heaven there will be thanksgiving rendered. Chapter 7 of Revelation, it talks there in verse 9 about a great multitude, all nations, kindreds, people, tongues, stood before the throne, before the Lamb. Verse 11, it talks about angels stood around the throne. And then in verse 12, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And so there's going to be thanksgiving in heaven. It says this great multitude, as they stand before the throne, will be saying blessing and glory, wisdom, and thanksgiving. I trust that we will all be a part of that group. And if we want to be a part of that group, we need to be involved in thanksgiving right now in our lives. I trust our lives are have that attitude of thanksgiving and honor and praise to God right now. In chapter 11, verse 17, here at, <clears throat> in verse 16, it's talking about the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worship God. In verse 17, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast, given, thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. In this setting, the elders will be giving thanks. They say, We give thee thanks. That scenes from heaven, giving of thanks. And so let's remember Psalms 92, 1 said it is a good thing to give thanks. Are we involved in thanksgiving in our lives? And Psalms 104 said be thankful and bless his name.
I trust that we are a thankful people, that we think about on a continual basis what God has done for us, his salvation, his forgiveness. And like Paul, that we can make a list sometimes of things that he has done for us, and we're grateful for that. We, we like Paul, said, I thank thee, God, for what he's done for us. May we be challenged again as we've went through this season. Never forget the thing of thankfulness to God. May it be on our hearts, on our lips, as we live our lives uh, around those that we meet each day, that they can sense that grateful spirit that we have. All right, I'm going to open it up just for a few minutes. We have a little time here. Uh, if you have something you'd like to share this morning in relation to thankfulness, maybe it's just a testimony of what God has done for you or any particular experience you've had this Thanksgiving season. I want to just open it up for a few minutes for anyone that would like to share. something I've heard before that someone told me one time that in every situation you're in no matter how hard it is there's still something there that you can be thankful for there's something you can thank God for and that's always been a, a challenge to me 
thank each one, as I think over the last six months, um, everyone has shared a lot in our lives in various ways, and I just want to thank each one for, for that and making it quite easy to, to uh, make the transition to moving back here. All right, well, I appreciate your sharing this morning and what you've shared as well. It's a blessing to, to be able to share together and, and to, uh, to know that we're, we're all in this together. We, we all have our different struggles and needs, and, and yet through it all, God is faithful. And may we be grateful to him and, and thank him for what he gives us what he brings our way that we can experience that victory that we read about we can be steadfast unmovable unto the end I think we'll call for song at this time pick up maybe a verse or so from several songs. Uh, let's start with number 586. Then we'll go back towards the first of the book and sing a couple verses, maybe a thankful songs. <clears throat> um, let's sing um, verse 1 of 586, and then we'll go back to, well, let's wait. <clears throat> Number 586, verse 1. Dun. 